Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's happening? And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. And you do just what you choose to do. song just fades out man just collapses oh man Arthur Lee will be on the show next Monday next Monday Arthur Lee will be in the studio with an acoustic guitar and oh man I wish that were true never got to interview Arthur I danced with him oh I danced with him Oh, he played a song for me in concert when I shouted out singing Cowboy, and he went, the next song is going to be singing Cowboy for that guy there. That was that was as close as I got, and that'll do me. That is the best song, best opening song from any album. Forget the fact it's the live version. I wanted you to hear the cheer for the trumpet. Um, but uh, Forever Changes, uh, the opening track from uh, 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 Alone Again All, the opening track from Forever Changes by Love, Alone Again All, written by the guitarist from Love, Brian McLean, um, who used to be the roadie for the birds and was the half-brother of Maria McKee. Is it Maria McKee or Gina McKee? One's an actress and one's a singer. Maria, Maria McKee. McKee. Half-sister of Maria, half of Maria McKee. And every few years, I forget how much I love... The album Life is Sweet by Maria McKee. And I go to dig it out of my collection and I cannot find it. And so I buy it again for like £1.51 on Amazon. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. I went, oh, Life is Sweet. I've lost my copy of that. I'll, I'll get it. And I was driving to work. It sounds so 90s, but it is so good. The opening four or five songs on that, just goosebumps. It's just, oh, I'll do you a tape of it. Get a tape of it. A tape. <laughs> Thanks, I'll go back to the 90s to play it. Do you take... oh, it's such a good album. Life is Sweet by Maria McKee. It sounds like it's got that same kind of crunchy... Stay there, Malky. I'll come to you in a second, mate. It's got that kind of crunchy, distorted guitar that you'd hear on an Alanis Morissette album, mm-hmm. but the songs are good. I mean, it really is... Oh, great. Alanis had a couple of moments. Oh, she had one hand in her pocket and the other one was giving out a peace sign. But, um, but oh, Life is Sweet. What a what an album! What an album! I'm tempted to. Uh, oh no, we're not a music show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're going to talk about um uh, cunnilingus. Yes, that came out of left field for you, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Voice of the Beehive. Their album was called Honey Lingers. Oh yeah. I get it now. Oh, I get it. That's a really good joke. Shall I email them and say we just finally yes. got? <laughs> We had them on the show, and let, let, let's get them on and say, hey, guys, sorry, 30 years after your album, we get it now. <laughs> we got this a slow burn. We got it. I so love thanks. them. There's another one. So explain, they are great. Um, so explain what what, what Cunny is. What? The... No, the thing, because there's a reason. We're not being mucky. We are. I, I messed it up yesterday. Not not that, but... Um... I messed up yesterday getting a guest on who has... Time difference, couldn't work it out. No, I'm really crap at maths, especially yeah. really simple sums, it, it transpires. Yeah. Uh, but they are in Napa, California, and I muffed it up, and they oh, were ready mate, to speak don't, to Stop us. making it a sob story about yourself. Tell us about the guest. No, I'm, I'm apologising. 
You're not apologising to me, though. No. Exactly, so I'm it doesn't apologizing count. apologising to radio. Those but guys... Radio, don't... guess what? In an hour's time, we'll be speaking to the co-inventors of Cunny, which is... Honey lingers. It's, it's basically an electric tongue. <laughs> it's an electric tongue that you put that you on can, your doodah. That you can operate using an app on Sec- your phone, so you can wiggle your finger about on your second touchscreen. Second question. You know what my second question's going to be? Can a man use it on his bum? I don't think it... I don't think it'd go there. <laughs> Second question. Okay, so then remind me of that. Let's go to Malky. Malky's. Okay, well, okay, well, that's it. I want to know. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious sex toying. You guys are not taking this seriously at all. I think they'll be fine. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Malky. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm very, very well, mate. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to uh, to someone from my, from um, the, with a bit of Scottish heritage. You respect that. My granddad was Scottish. We love Scotland. We, Catherine and I were there recently. It's one of the greatest places in the world. Um, and I'm aware that it's a whole country and I'm just kind of generalising. But what the hell? Uh, what can we do for you tonight, Malky? You're loved in Scotland, Ian. Love oh, we love Scotland, man. My my dad's yeah. ashes are up there. I've got family up there. I, every time we go and do shows up there, you know, we're warmly received. It's one of the greatest place on God's earth. You storm it, man. You storm Th- thank it. you, brother. Yeah, my first message is for Mo. It's uh, the other day there was obviously Mental Health Awareness Day. Yeah, and I just want to say, be encouraging, not disparaging. Oh um, yeah. Oh, that's that's um. That's a nice little line. I was worried where you're going to go with that. That's a nice little line, and nice that is, line. It's, and that is what we're trying to do. It's so it's what we're trying to do with the show, Malky. As you probably guess, we try and when people ask me what the show is about, um, oh, so it's, it's, we celebrate, we celebrate, and it's really easy. And I do it, and Kath does it. You know, it's really easy to fall back on that negative thing and slagging things off. It's the default setting, I think. For humans. Oh, I'm very Mardy. Oh, totally. And it's mm. easy to do, but to come on and say, hey, this is great, or, or, or this doesn't quite work brilliantly, it doesn't work perfectly, but there is, there, this bit is good in it. It's a tough gig to do. doesn't do us any favours as presenters. certainly doesn't do us any favours in terms of an audience. Um, and and also, Malkit, you'll understand this, I think. I, want, I don't want to say... I don't want to ban people from calling in, right? I want everyone to be welcome. Which is why I keep giving Mo this opportunity of coming on and, and, and being part of the fun. But if someone is just going to call up and is just going to slag off my best mate or slag me, or I can tell how they slag me off, but if someone's just going to come on and have a pop all the time and there's no humour to it, there's nothing constructive about it, there's, you know, I, I can't take that anywhere. It's just I, peevish, isn't it? It is. I can't make that entertaining, you know. So you're, give us that line again, Malky. I like that one. Be encouraging, not disparaging. Beautiful. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, actually, I'm gonna steal that, yeah. and I'm gonna use I, that I, on telly. <laughs> I've, I've got a final thought today. Yeah, um, I, I, with um, the sort of I'm a celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was looking at TV earlier, and Dennis Wise was on TV. Oh yeah. And then, and then, um, Amir Khan's got this multi-million-pound fight against. Um, Another boxer. <laughs> yeah, gets another boxer, name. yeah. That's how it works, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, 
Kezia Dugdales on question time. Oh, is she? Oh, good for yeah, her. Yeah. All right. Oh, well played. Well played. Hello. Uh, I turned on the radio and switched it off. Well done. That's the correct uh, decision. Not against Kezia. It's just a politics. I like Kez. We went, when we were in um, Edinburgh, we went out for, for some food with Kez, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, we, I, I like Kez. I've got... Uh, she a... seems a nice soul, doesn't she? Yeah, she well, is. Well, you'll know. You'll know better than me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about yourself. You're getting... TV work and um, your show just rocks all that the time. You. I absolutely love your show. And uh, I just wondered, would you ever partake in reality TV again? How much are they paying? That's the, that's what, listen, here's the thing. When it came to the I'm a Celebrity, that's, there were three reasons I did it, right? They'd asked me four or five times and my wife was always dead against it. And I, I kept thinking, I don't need it now. I don't need it. I nearly did it two years ago when I got a phone call saying, someone's dropped out, can you go to Australia now? And I was, I kind of got excited and then I didn't. But, um, but, but I, I, I did it for three, three reasons. One was I needed um, quite a lot of money quite quickly so I could get a deposit for a house because the divorce was happening. Uh, the second, and you didn't want to do a bank job. <laughs> no, exactly. And, I, and you know, and I, although I, was the, the, I got paid le- the least out of anyone in this series... I got enough that I had a deposit for a house, which is to be able to do that for three weeks' work. And you got a decent amount of work out of it. And, and I got work out of it. That was a bonus. So the, the three reasons were I needed, you know, a big a big check was really handy. Uh, I wanted to, this show I was so proud of, but no one was listening to it. So I wanted to go on front of 12 million people and say, by the way, I do a radio show, which I made sure I did when I came out of the jungle and Ant and Deck were there. And I said, I do a radio show. And the third reason, Malky, was because my boys had never seen me on a on a TV show properly. And I thought this will be a nice... They're, they're old enough now, they'll get it. They'll enjoy seeing me being covered in spiders and crying and, you know, getting scared at stuff. So those were the three reasons. Um, would I do anything like that again? Yeah, if they paid enough money, I would. Totally. I, 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 you know, I wouldn't be doing it to advance my career. I'd be doing it to cash a cheque. That's it, really. This, for me, this show is my artistic... Um, expression i get to work with my best mate and for three hours a night we get to come in and do whatever we want and i feel artistically satisfied doing this all the tv work now is is cashing a check well can i leave you with a final point and i i mean this and i know in sinister way hang on a minute the last point was the how many final points does this guy want yeah well this is just a sentence <laughs> go on it's when i go to bed at night oh. and listen to you guys it's like going to bed with two pals and I mean that every you night. Dirty, and then it's not weird in the morning. You <laughs> dirty boy. <laughs> uh, well, as long as you're, as long as you're in the middle and we're spooning. Malky, it's nice I to talk to you, brother. Guys. We'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. What a nice guy. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I like him. I like. I like. Well, I love um, our Scottish listeners. There's not many of them, but they're. They're, they're proper staunch. And I loved it when we went to Edinburgh this yeah. time around and Glasgow was a revelation. We felt really welcome. Yeah. And Glasgow in particular was filthy, up to party. Um, it's interesting. The TV work has kind, of, has kind of dried up. I've not had any for um, since just before I went away to New York, which was in August, September, so two or three months. Got nothing in the diary. I sent a very nice email to the head of Good Morning Britain last week saying, I just want to say, I know how this industry works. I think my time is up working with you guys, um, but I have enjoyed every second of it. If you'd like me to do any more, I'm here, but I'm certainly not sat at home cursing you that you're not asking me in anymore. I get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And they wrote an email back saying, thanks very much. We'll keep you in mind. That's fine. So I think the TV work is kind of over. I'm cool with that. I wasn't doing it to get TV work out of it. That was all a bonus. You know, that was all a lovely, lovely bonus. 
Um, for me, it's all about this. This is this this show is the job. You know, working with 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 my fa- my best friend Sam. Oh, I love that guy. I love you, Sam. It's a joy to have you sat opposite me on the other side of the glass. And um, thingy Bob here. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Late night conversation wealth losing sleepover. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I had a lovely chat with my boys about um, transgender. Uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned Yeah, this I mentioned yesterday. this. I've got to say, so. Um, <clears throat> picked them up from school and we went home and we cooked some tea and um, I'm quite lazy and often I'll let them have the tea in front of the telly but today I said let's go, let's go and sit in the dining room in, in their mum's house go and sit in the dining room we'll eat there and um, I can't really remember how the conversation started I remember when it did start I kind of froze a bit and thought uh oh this is this is a pivotal moment uh, that I've got to, I've got to get right because this is I, I really think that for a lot of um, issues around sex and gender you get one real shot at it. The first one is the one that really, really counts. You can kind of nudge things afterwards and and and, and reiterate. And uh, I, I think for a lot of them, the first the first time that conversation is had is what sets the seed for what a lot of their belief will be. And so my eldest was talking about something. I don't really remember how it went, but he said, "Daddy, uh, I heard about." Um, a boy that started dressing up as a girl and was wearing girls' clothes and wanting to be called a girl. And the boys were giggling mm-hmm. at that. And so I kind of smiled and went, yeah, yeah, that, that happens. That happens. They said, well, really? It happens? It happened a lot? I said, well, it's happening a bit more 
than it used to. Um, and what it is, is it, it's, it's a bit complicated, but that person would be called trans. And sometimes you get boys or men that they look like a boy. They got a willy, giggles everywhere. You said willy. I said willy, because you got kind of, you know. I said you get boys or men and they've got a willy and they look like a boy, but in their head, they feel like a girl or a woman. So some of them will just wear girls or women's clothes, and that's cool. And some of them will get operations and they'll get their willy removed. And my boy went, what? And they'll they'll get a vagina. I said, yeah, sometimes they do that. And, you know, it's kind of, it's it's tricky. It's not an easy operation, but then it, it takes a long time. But yeah, that's, it's kind of normal. And I bet that by the time you're 10, there will probably someone in your year who you know as a boy and one day they will start dressing as a girl and they'll want to be called a girl. And that's funny. They go, really? In my year? I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I said, it didn't really happen very much when I was young. But people talk about these things now. And, and when that happens, you might find it a bit funny, but that's kind of cool. But that's how they want to be seen. That's how they feel. And we respect how people feel and how they want to be seen. And it's... It might seem funny, but it's, you know, it's it's not funny. It's it's life, man, you know. And, and, and if that happens, that's great. And if you've got any questions when that happens, you come and talk to me or talk to them or talk to a teacher. And, you know, as long as we don't... And I made, I made a big point saying, as long as we don't... Look, you might find it funny because it's unusual to you. But as long as we don't tease people, and as long as we don't bully people, and as long as we don't laugh at them because of how they're feeling or how they want to dress then we can talk about these things, you know, and it's kind of cool. And then it was, oh, okay, can we go and play Skylanders now? Exactly. And that was it. Because that's enough. And that was it. And I knew, I was kind of worried. I knew this conversation was going to come at some point. I just didn't know when. And I was kind of worried about it because it is, it, it is a pivotal thing, you know. I don't think either of my boys are trans, but you never know. I don't think they are. Pretty sure they're not they were okay then well i will embrace them and, and and love them but i was so proud of of course we had a laugh because we're talking about willies and vaginas and you know they're eight and six and i'm 45 and we we all three of us find willies and vaginas funny you know um but i was so proud that how my eight-year-old as i'm sure your 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 big one would do brought it up and was kind of smirking a bit and this this what about this boy that was a bit, but was actually genuinely curious as to what was going on there and why would someone why would someone want to do that was the vibe my kids are way more exposed to stuff than I was as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. Partly because I had gay friends from when they were tiny. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, they've got a boyfriend. Yeah. And that was the end of that. And it was just kind of, that's what happened. Now, at one of my kids' schools, there is a trans child already. Yeah. Um, and they kind of announced it um, quite recently. But it's been noticeable for a while yeah. that they've started dressing differently and their hair is different and stuff. Kids don't give them monkeys. It's just who they are. Tell you what I saw a lot of recently, towards the end of last term, and there may be one thing in it or it may be another thing, but the number of girls I saw, so hard to tell teenage girls' ages, I would guess between 12 and 16, walking along holding hands. Mm -hmm. Now, they could just be really good friends or they could be girlfriends. Um, but I don't really remember that many girls walking along holding hands. It, it looked romantic to me. I interpreted it as romantic. And first of all, I was a little bit shocked because I'm an old man and that kind of stuff still is my knee. And you wondered what me. was going on. Yeah. And then I thought, man, 
How brilliant. How Because they would have been bullied. and t- I don't know any girls in my school that were gay. Now, they would have been. Yeah. Looking back, I can probably tell you. Oh, I can name one or two. I, yeah, but okay, one or two. I think I one c- might have been trans as well. I certainly don't know any that were living an openly gay lifestyle at 14. No. And so my, my knee-jerk reaction, because I'm old and we can't control our knee-jerk reaction, was, well, that's a bit shocking. And then once that, that had gone... I thought this is great, man. This is this is this is great. If this is what my kids' generation, if this is the position they're in, because we're not saying homophobia is gone. Of course, it's not. But if this is if if it's normal, if they think it's normal for two fourteen-year-old girls to be going out with each other, we, they're in a much stronger position than we were thirty years ago. Yeah, definitely. Ago. It's brilliant. Definitely. I still remember. You know, there were effeminate boys used to get picked on. Yeah, yeah. And they used to swear blind that they weren't. And you know what? Their business. Yeah. But they were driven further into the closet if they were in the yeah, closet, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I can't yeah. blame them for not wanting to come oh, out. Oh, imagine. I mean, I, I probably bullied some effeminate guys. I talked about my bullying and how I'm, I'm ashamed of it. I, I did. Um, and you there think, were God, also boys that were not effeminate that were gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But, but, but imagine being a gay boy, in, you know, a gay 13-year-old boy in 1986. God. Flipping heck, man. The thing is and that a lot of other people know it before you do. Yeah. You're not allowed to come to terms with it yourself. Yeah. Really tough. And I, I've got, you know, a couple of gay friends who I've had conversations with about, you know, when they came out and very different reactions. One of my Spanish friends who's gay, um, his dad wouldn't eat in the same room with him ever again. He used to make him wow. eat in the kitchen with the dog. Wow. His sister was gay as well, it turned out. Wow. But, you know, they found solidarity with, with each other. And then, you know, other friends whose mums always knew. Yeah. And it was like, you're just telling me something I, I've known for a long time. I just wanted to wait till you were ready to say it. And um, and the experience is changing now. I, my older daughter, and I say older, she's 10. She's got a friend who's openly gay. Yeah. And when she first told me, I thought, gosh, it's a bit soon to know, isn't it? I thought, nah, I used to fancy boys when I was 10. at 10. I do. But I, but I remember my friend's mums, she he said, I knew, she, she knew but she said, I'm worried for you because your life will be that much more difficult. Well, this is my only concern would be if either of my boys would be gay is the fact that, that, that homophobia does still exist and uh, prejudice still exists and that their life is going to be a bit more difficult. That's my hold, only concern. You can't hold hands with your boyfriend no, in the street. No. But I'm hoping that things are changing. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that, um, uh, you know, that we are building, me and their mother are building a, a safe enough environment that if, if either of my boys, both of my boys is gay or is bi or is trans or is just just confused. It's so common for young boys. I don't know about girls, but for young boys and teenage boys to be confused. Because yeah. you get you get a boner all the time. When you're like 13, 14, 15, you are permanently hard. And you could be looking at your best mate, a male mate, and, and have a boner and think, oh, geez, what does that mean? You could be, uh, you know, I've masturbated as a teenager and boys are popped into my head and you're thinking, well, hang on, does that make me gay? Or is that... There's so much confusion. I had no one I could talk to. So I hope that my boys will be, you know, if they've got any questions like that, or go to go, do you know what, Dad? I'm, I am I think I'm fancying guys and I don't know what that yeah. is. And I think it's National Coming Out Day today. Oh, it is. It is, it? actually. You're right. We saw that on Channel 4, yeah. But, I, you know, the, the strange thing is, right, heterosexuals don't have to come out to their parents do they mm. oh mum I'm really having some strong thoughts about boys are you going to be alright with that you don't, don't ask for permission 
And I'm hoping that one day it won't be a big deal. I, I wonder if our generation will be the ones to change it. I um, I was listening to Front Row when I was coming in, the BBC Radio 4 uh, arts programme, and there's a new kind of comedy, like a sitcom called Bisexual, starting on Channel 4. And it's um, written by this bisexual woman, and it's kind of based on her experiences and stuff like that. And you don't hear about bisexual, bisexuality, anywhere near as much as you hear about being gay or lesbian or trans. And... And she said in this interview, you know, it's kind of overlooked, you know, yeah. and it's kind of ignored. And I wonder if with the acceptance we have of the gay lifestyle and of trans, I wonder if kind of more and more people are going to go out and go, do you know what? I think I'm a bit both. I, I think because, it, you know, sexuality is, is, is when I was growing up, it was black and white. You're gay or you're straight. And actually... It ain't like that. It is. It's. It's grey. You know. Is and, and and I think everyone's a little bit gay, and more, some people are more straight than they. And I just wonder if, if in twenty years' time, kind of, it's not going to be seen as as abnormal in inverted commas to you know one minute you're going out with a boy and that doesn't work, so the next partner's a girl, and that I, I think that's going to become kind of the thing. And these this gay and this straight thing is going to be a little bit less. You know, it's going to be a little bit less more of the the, the 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 extremes that we have. All I want is for people to be able to do what they want. Yes, right? man. As long as they're not Get hurting it anyone. Up there. No, and also this awful thing of you know people carrying. I, I there are adult men yeah. in their fifties and sixties who are waiting for their elderly mothers to die so they can come out and live yeah. their lifestyles, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Lifestyles like it's a choice. Um, I just I, I long for a day when that doesn't need to happen anymore. Well, um, yeah. Exactly. I just, you know, just if if it if it works putting it in that hole, put it in that hole. <laughs> if it works putting it in the other hole, hey. put it in that. If it works putting it in both holes, then grow two dicks some and people, put them in both holes. Some people don't want holes at all. If you don't people... want a hole, then that's fine. Get a groove. <laughs> get a groove thing. Whatever works for you, man. As long as you just do it, just get in bed. Everyone just get in bed and do it. But there are also people who are completely not interested in anything at all. Oh, those people are weird. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Whatever works for you, man. Whatever works for you, you know. And if it's sex works for you and it works, great. And if it doesn't work for you and you don't like being touched, like you say, then that's... And, and mm -hmm. if you're if you're happy with that lifestyle, which is... Well, lifestyle. If you're happy... Some people don't like being sexual and it's not a problem for them. They just don't like it. Fine, if that works for you, man. Everybody... I don't get this thing. Everybody should just be able to get on... And do what they want. As long as no one's getting hurt, no one, again, unless that's your thing. As long as no one's doing anything against their will, just get and everyone's on with grown it. up. Just get on with it, man. Yeah. Get on with it. Get it up there. That's that sorted, everyone. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Tony. Hello. Hello, Tony. What can we do for you this evening, please? Right, I'm just going to carry on with the subject that you're talking about. Yes, man. Right? Get in there. Come on, let's have it. Right. Well, uh, I finished with my message. Back in March. Yep. And it's got nothing to do with where I am now and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've always wanted to dress, and I'm in my late 40s now. Yeah. And I've never did anything about it. I was, I've got kids and all stuff like that, and I'm so scared and all that sort of rubbish. And since I've been living on my own, I decided, well, why can't I? Why can't I do it? Yeah. So I started doing it, starting getting dressed, and haven't done anything with, with a man or a woman yet since I've been single. Not Nothing's happened yet. Yeah. And uh, I decided 
last weekend that I was going to tell my daughter. She's 21. Oh, mate, that must have been terrifying. It was the scariest thing in my life that I have ever done. I bet it was. I've been meaning to call you for months and months and months and talk about it, and I just haven't, but I thought... I told her, and she went, Dad, why haven't you told me in the past? Oh. Yes! She said, I know. It's obvious. (laughs) It's obvious? Is it really that obvious? She went, yeah. And she said, well, now that I know, she said, we're going shopping. Oh, oh, no, you're joking. <laughs> I mean, oh, you've it, done a good job there, Tony. Oh, no, no, no. There's a lot more to come, yeah. Go on. Uh, I ended up going to Blackpool this week for the very first time. Yeah. And I went around the, the gay area and stuff like that. And I met <laughs> loads of people. I was dressed. And you know what? I had an amazing time. I was out in my shell. And if people looked at me, I didn't care. I think I looked actually quite convincing. Mm. So I was all right with that. So I've just come back from Blackpool today after a few days. But the thing is, this is where I am getting a bit worried now. I've yeah. still got to tell me 14-year-old son. Okay, okay. And that is where I really am, bricking it sort yeah. of thing. I know, I know he's not going to be anything bad, but I just haven't had a chance to tell him yet. So okay, well, let, let, let's go on to him in a sec. So, but you, you, you say your daughter was 21? Yeah. And how... How long had the build-up been where you, you, you made the decision you were going to tell her, right, I'm definitely going to do it, to you actually telling her? How long was that? Well, I don't know, really. Probably <clears throat> a few weeks or a few months, but I did tell my ex-wife first. And how was she? Because I imagine... She was fine. She was fine. Was she really? Because I'd imagine... Do you think she had an inkling? Yeah, she knew. Can I, can I ask what might have given her the... I mean, have you always I... been a dramatic dresser? No, no, I did tell her uh-huh. about me when we first met. Right, okay. Uh, okay. There is a there is a childhood issue with why it started. Yeah, right, okay. Which I don't really want to no, go no, into. No, 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 of course fine. not. You don't have to at all. Um, but, but 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 okay. So she knew when you got married, and she was cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just grew apart. It had nothing to do. Yeah, with that. okay. And did you, did you, and if I, you know the rules, Tony, if I ask yeah. anything that you don't want to answer, just tell me to jog on. But I'm genuinely fascinated, right? Um, did you dress when you were with your wife? No, she didn't really like it. Okay. But it was one of them things that back then it was on my own sort of thing. I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't even dream of it. Mm. And, and and cards on the table, 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe five years ago, I'd be sniggering at this. If I'm completely honest... Oh, they were still making jokes about it in mainstream comedy, weren't they? I, I, you know, I would be sniggering about this, which, which is to my shame and is to my embarrassment because, I, you know, I've always considered myself kind of with my finger on the pulse. And actually, I would have been making jokes about this. And, uh, and I'm so grateful that, A, I don't, and, and B, that you've called in to share this because this is, this is fascinating, right? And I think this yeah. shows how far I've come, let alone society, that you can phone up um, a late night radio show and share this stuff and and the, all the stuff you've been through, and neither of me or Kath are going oh, flipping it. I'm genuinely fascinated. So when you told your daughter, yeah, what I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what that was like. Uh, it was just when we were, I was driving back one night and she was in the car with me. She said, yeah. "I've got something to tell you." Yeah. I said, "Don't worry, I haven't got cancer. I'm not dying already. Everything's fine." Yeah. Uh, but I need to tell you this and let me do the whole story first. So I went back to the childhood thing of what happened. She was more upset about that. Yeah, I bet. I bet she was. Rather than anything else. Yeah. And she said, 
dad. I've had an inkling for a long time. I've just, she was more upset that I didn't tell her. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm welling up here. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, she's amazing now. When I was out in Blackpool, yeah. she wanted to see photographs of what I looked like <laughs> to make sure I looked all right. And I didn't look oh, yeah, she's not going to let you go out looking a mess. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and so, so you had a good... You were in Blackpool for the whole weekend? No, uh, Monday to today. Okay, and so was there like a, a like a festival on, or you just you just going up there for a little break, and you went to the gay area, and and what what was was it just a holiday? Well, originally I was going to go to Scotland for a few days, and it was just going to be like a chill yeah. sort of thing because I worked hard all summer, and that cancelled. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I thought, let's go to Blackpool, and let's bite the bullet and do it, see if I can. What, and you went on your own and did it? Yes. Mate, that's, that's incredible, you know. That is. It was scary. Uh, the first time, okay, the first time you, you dressed, you got dressed, you stepped out and you shut the front door. Yeah. What was that like? It was, I have done it a couple of times, local, but only for about an hour or so. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I'm doing it. Why can't I do it? And if someone says something to me, I'll say something back. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm so proud of you. I, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't sound patronising because I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm really moved by this. This is incredible. This is we've got we've got a, te- a text in from I don't know what Blackpool today is, but he's saying uh, loving Tony and what a fabulous daughter. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I tell you what it is because because we're of a similar age. Yeah, and we and and we are of a generation, and um, I, I can imagine I, I can imagine how difficult. I know how difficult it is to express your individuality in a non-conventional way. Here's the other thing, right? You, we were talking about it last night, you think your life is going along one track, right? And you get used to it and Mm. you think, right, I can do this. This isn't ideal, but it's not about, not just about me anymore. So I can live with this. It will be all right. And then you realise you don't have to put up with it. Yeah. But it's going to take some doing to change things and a lot of people and there's nothing against them a lot of people just i can't do it i can't do it i'll just stick the way i am and they probably live with regret but they never know but you've jumped onto the other track you're living life man that's what i said when 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 we split i want to live life now i'm nearly 50 and it's time for me to have me time and the reason i wanted to call up because you've gone through a split i mean I was probably going through the bad things as you was, and mm. I just thought, am I going to ring up? I've got the bottle to do this. Mm. No, I haven't. I'll just listen. I'll just listen. And I was like that for months. Mate, you've done, you've done braver things. <laughs> it sounds like them phoning up a radio show. This, this kind of thing, if, if untapped, can sometimes destroy people. Oh, people kill themselves. Um, That's the other thing. I was getting depressed with it. And yeah. I just thought, well, because you're not being you. Yeah. You're not. You're not living your life. And that... some people can live with that, and a lot of people can't. So, yeah. um, telling the boy is the the next step. Yeah. Got any plans for that, or are you just going to kind of wait and see? You know, wait for a moment to arise, or your well, ex, will, your ex will help, won't she? Yeah, but I'd rather do it just me and him. Yeah. yeah. But I've got him for a week over Halloween, in the holidays, and I think well, that's the ideal time. Well, I'll tell him. I think we know what your costume's going to be. Oh no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go trick or treating, son. Um, well, you know, if if that if that um, moment arises over that week, 
um, you know, I wish you the very, very best of luck, man. I genuinely, I'm really, I hope it doesn't sound patronising. No, I'm, I'm really moved by the fact that you felt you could come and share this with us, and I think that's, I think that's incredible, Tony. And there will be people listening who you will have given them confidence and you will have given them courage and you will have inspired them to maybe, maybe just start taking a, 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 a you know, a different direction in their life that they've been it thinking is, about. Yeah. You've just got to be happy, haven't you? You've got to be happy with yourself. And these few days, I've seen the other part of me. And I'll tell you what, the other part of me is more of a drunken party animal than I am. <laughs> Tony, g- give us, a, you know, if you feel up to it, give us a call after Halloween and let us know how it goes, if it goes. And um, we've got our fingers crossed and I wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. Bye-bye. Wow. Flippin' heck. What, what an amazing call. What an amazing call. What an amazing roller coaster. Tony's been through in the last few months. Well, the last few years, it sounds like. The last few months in particular. How... Well, no, brave is the right word. Brave is the right word. To to step out at nearly 50 years old in a completely different mindset and physicality and say, actually, do you know what? This is me now. I'm seeing, to be honest, I think I, I don't know whether I'm just more aware of it because it's talked about more, but I'm seeing more and more trans people mm. or, or, or people who are, dressing and you know don't necessarily know what label they're putting on themselves and and it's none of my business but i'm seeing it a lot more and whereas in the past yeah it was it it was the sort of thing people used to laugh about oh like i have done on nice saturday afternoon yeah um you know two ronnies and stuff you'd people would laugh about it right yeah but now i think yeah i've certainly got more of an understanding and now when i see someone dressing and you know living the best life i always think you go for it i'm I wish I was that brave in some of my decisions, you know. Sandra and Lou, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What a show this is tonight? This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do. Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.